0: You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives, to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur, and in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. Friends, I am so glad that you tuned in today. Today, I'm excited to have with me in studio a gentleman that I have not known for a long time, but he's like a brother. He's like a friend. We instantly connected on a number of different things when I first met him. And I actually met him in another studio location here in the great city of Champions, which is Joliet. And ever since that time, I've been trying to find him and found him again at a political event. And I said, Michael, We definitely need to get you into the studio for this interview. It's not every day that you get to talk to people that have a genuine heart, that are sincere, that are mavericks, that are pioneers, that are making it happen and and really connecting with people. And so this person I'm really, really glad to have a conversation with. We're gonna have fun because this is one of my brothers in the studio on today. His name is Michael T. Alexander, and he's been married for over 25 years to Delta, and they have two children and five grandchildren so he's a grandpa uh, as well on today. Mm -hmm. He loves spending time with his family um, at barbecues and just on nice summer days. In his free time, he entertains himself by watching movies with his family, listening to audiobooks, and he graduated from Lockport High School right here next to our great city of champions in Joliet in 1987. He's currently a field mechanic at the local oil refinery, and he's been there for about 24 years, and he's worked on different various assignments operating heavy equipment, scaffold buildings, and mechanical repair planning. You have to have it together when you're doing work like that. You have to be very alert. It's no joke because that's very hard work. And he's a person for that particular job. You know, he's a member of St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church, where he serves on the leadership teams and different committees. And the ministries include the outreach outreach ministry, Sunday school teacher, media team coordinator, and he's also on the deacon board. He has written over Two uh, Easter skits for the Media Team Ministry. One is called "Mark Make Marketing Easter," and it has become too cur- commercialized in 2021 and The Cross, which was a great, great production. The High Price to A Changed Life in 2022 and both of these these particular plays and skits can be found on the church's Facebook page and the YouTube page of Missionary Baptist Church. He founded Silver Cup Investment in 2016, a rental property management business as well as an investment company. He's very busy, 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 busy but he believes his purpose is to invest in people and so we're going to get into that a little bit because that we know that he's a heart-centered messenger. Welcome, welcome to the show. He also is the executive producer of Mike and DG, The Doc Show. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Mike, finally, we finally mm-hmm. got you in the hot seat.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. First of all, thank you for having me on here. I am just honored that you would even ask me to be on here. Just little old me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Little little old grandpa, right? Right, right, right. Talk us about your family. I mean, you've got these grandchildren. Now, nowadays, Mm -hmm. um, we just came out of a pandemic, somewhat still in it. But raising children nowadays during this pandemic time and even grandchildren, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, what was that experience for you like as kids are at home, they're studying and you can't see the children, Mm -hmm. you know, the grandchildren like you would be able to. How did you all handle that unseen enemy, so to speak?
1: Well, I'm saying say it like this. Mm-hmm. The first thing we did was we realized that we had equipment in the church that we was doing some streaming online oh, and stuff like that. Okay, okay. But it was not a priority, I want to say, where we make sure we get this and add to it and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But then once it came to that point to where they sent out the information from the CDC yeah. that you have to close doors you have to change the rules and you have to do this mm-hmm. that and that for a social distance to, to mm-hmm. prevent the pandemic from growing yeah. or yeah. the virus is spreading well what we did was we started invested in that area Okay, we okay. started looking at okay let's get a better camera let's, let's get a better computer mm-hmm. let's make sure that we're online and then before okay. we actually started streaming live, we would record, edit, break it down, and then it send out. it yeah. out yeah. yeah yeah and different yeah. things like that. but as mm-hmm. time went on when we got back in we went to streaming. Mm-hmm. but as far as how we handled it in the mm-hmm. church was yeah. the rules that the CDC sent out, we put together a committee. Okay, okay. And we went through these rules and said what we can do and what we can't do based on what they're giving us. Yeah. Because we don't want the issue of them coming in because sometimes they were talking about finding people. Yeah, they were going to find people. That's right. So we didn't want the issue. So we kind of based that as our Mm -hmm. base of what we would do.
0: Okay, and adapted it.
1: And adapted. And Mm -hmm. so basically what we did was we did like everybody else. We shut our doors. Wow. We just had the ministers there. We okay. just had maybe the praise team come in okay. on a different night. Okay. Oh. And okay. then we would just have a pastor shoot a separate thing like that. And then okay. we would edit it down and put it together and then put mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. And we did that for several months.
0: Wow. Now that brings me, like I said, being a, a church person like you are, mm-hmm. there's an unseen enemy, which some call them the devil, the Satan, negativity, all that's out there. There's mm-hmm. so much going on in our communities today. Mm-hmm. Uh, systematic racism and you know illness, so many things happening, you know, mm-hmm. d- food deserts where people just don't have, can't yes. get fresh food and vegetables and things along that mm-hmm. line. Um, as a man of faith, um, what do you think we should be doing um, to help our community? Because there's this prosperity taught teaching over here. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else is not too concerned. Just come to churches, give your tithe and give your offering and, mm-hmm. and leave out. Are we really getting the help that we need? Um, in as far as the church, are they really doing all that they can do? Mm-hmm. Do you feel to help the negativity that's out there? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of voices, there's a lot of messages coming from the pulpit, but mm-hmm. There's still a lot of suffering going on. So, is yes. is the church, in your opinion, um do you think that we're doing as much as we could do to help this these communities out there?
1: Well, I think we can do better. Mm. I really think we can do better. Yeah, yeah. Because I think as we look back on, and we, I'm just gonna be real. We look yeah. back on church history during a certain time era. I want to say the 70s and 80s, or whatever. Mm. You know, some of the ideology, and I grew up in it,
0: mm.
1: was insulate yourselves from everybody else. Right. And we would take care of ourselves, and mm. then the Lord would take care of everybody else, mm. basically. And we would just be a yeah. part of that. Yeah. Because it says, what, well, be in the world and not of it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well,
1: some of us took that as literally, literally, literally. not be in it. <laughs> yeah. And I think down through the years mm. that, with that type of mentality, uh, mentality yeah. or whatever, yeah. we missed out on a lot of opportunities that we could have been blended with the community. Wow, you can be yourself, yeah, and yeah. still be in there, and you can be out there and still not take part. And what they're doing, you can be a representative if you spiritually strong enough. Now, mm-hmm. if you're not spiritually strong enough. You can't well, handle it. Well, guess it. what? You can't go in certain areas,
0: mm-hmm. at
1: least not by yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: yeah. even when Jesus sent them out, he sent them out in pairs. Two yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so as we fast forward mm-hmm. that, well, down through the years, guess what? Mm-hmm. That disconnect that we didn't have with the community as it grew. Well the next generation, they said generation would know. Well, those generations don't know. Wow. And they wow. getting all their information from uh the the, the internet. In, you're right. Or yeah. Google or wherever. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, now we take care of our home. We teach our own kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they go out there, but the the generation that got mixed, miss, I mean, it's tough. But it's, it's not it's not over. It's though. not lost, yeah. It's not it's, lost. Yeah. Because if we can convert some of I- ideas to getting back out there, mm. And not just uh, sitting back and praying about it. Because we, yeah, we should pray. Yeah, yeah, we should pray. We should be seeking God for change and everything. But also, we are His hands and feet. Mm, we need wow. to walk out there and do some of those those things.
0: You know, that's so true. You're, it's so true because back in the time, back in the day, you used to have the minister, everybody would come to the church to get the help. Mm-hmm. They would come to the church for the counseling. They would come to the church if there was not enough food, if their rent needed to be paid, they would go to the church to so that pastor, mm-hmm. to those leaders, and they would help. But like you said, when people insulated themselves then over time it became a deficit until now people are looking to the government (laughs) more so Mm -hmm. to help them versus going to the church Mm -hmm. to be able to help them and that's supposed to be the hospital Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be the place where people go uh to get help or to seek help from god and Mm -hmm. and then through mankind people Mm -hmm. helping each other and so i think we suffered um the communities are suffering because the church is not extending. I mean, there are a lot mm-hmm. of churches that are doing good and have yes. outreaches, and I know your church particularly has yes. a lot of outreach. Mm-hmm. But it, I think the generations that are lost from the fact that people were taking care of themselves and afraid to reach out and mm-hmm. with all of the stresses and ills going on in the communities, made people just say, Hey, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not my 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 brother's keeper. I'm gonna pull back. Oh, <laughs> you yes. know I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Because
1: when you mentioned that time era, guess mm-hmm. what? A lot of families were struggling, so we was all struggling together. That's true. We true, were all yeah. struggling together, yeah, so yeah. we all went Worked to the to, church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as classification creeped in, and others started doing well versus others, mm. well, guess what? That divide started happening in between. Now yeah. we can say it was systematically put there. It could. It probably was.
0: Yeah, that's but
1: true. It still happened. Mm. And so now, guess what? We don't feel safe going out there because we don't know if we're talking to an honest brother or we're talking to somebody scamming or we're talking. So I, I get that. Yeah, I yeah. get that. But yeah. I still think we should be putting a few more steps into mm-hmm. not so much going out there just preaching to them, but let's make a friend first. Yes. Let's make a friend first. And then if that relationship grows, good. If it doesn't, you still did what you did mm. and in the right way. Way yeah, and yeah. you still did the best you could. But like I said, to sit back and not do anything, wow. No, I'm gonna tell you like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm speaking honest. Yeah, I don't feel perfectly safe walking through some neighborhoods like we used to do and knock on yeah. doors. Right. I yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. And I and it's not part, safe. Right. It's one. is part of the ministry that used mm. to happen, but I don't think nowadays it's as effective. Oh, okay. You know,
0: okay. Okay. Because
1: like I said, you got so many people out there now that believe in so many things
0: you do knock on their door they may shoot you exactly I mean, that's been in
1: the news we don't seen that I'm just going to say we done yeah. seen that in the news where somebody just knocked because they were lost they were lost and they right. was met with a gun and shot them mm. so I, I think that that is not the way to do it per se for me yeah let me yeah. just put me right that. right but yeah. I think when we have community events I think the church should be heavily involved in all the community events that yeah. the city put on or we put on. Right. You, you know, should you should have a presence there. You, you should have a presence. There shouldn't be nothing going on in the city that you're a part of wow. that you don't have some presence in.
0: Yeah. Now, how do you, I know that you feel very strong about investing in people, mm-hmm. you know, and as we're talking about, um, it's just not like on the faith level, but just really being there for people, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. How do you go about, you know, on the day-to-day to be able to k- carry that out Because as you said, people, you just can't go up to everybody. You know, you Mm -hmm. want to help and be your brother's keeper, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But how do you invest in others um, to the point where you are just a heart centered messenger trying Mm -hmm. to reach out to really take care of that need? Um, At the same time, like you said, you can't help everybody, but I know Mm -hmm. you really feel strong about not just doing things. Um, on a broad scale but just on a Mm -hmm. personal level investing in people. So Mm -hmm. how do you go about balancing Mm -hmm. that out in your everyday, you know, walk of life so to speak? Okay,
1: well be the first to say, I didn't pin this line but this Mm -hmm. is kind of one of the lines I live by. Mm -hmm. If I help enough people get what they want, I'll get what I want. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. You help enough people. Mm -hmm. So Mm. as far as investing in people yeah, now yeah. when I'm speaking investing mm-hmm. is from a business point of view on yeah, some things yeah, yeah. because like I said I'm investing in some angel as an angel entrepreneur yeah. in some startup companies
0: Okay. now will okay. I see
1: an eye on, eye on every one of them maybe maybe not Okay. but okay. it's giving somebody else an opportunity to have a dream and they're going after it mm. and so that's one part of it but okay. far as like investing in people in community I, I get out there mm and I'm a part of uh, Miss Julia Alexander's uh, not-for-profit including you and corporate
0: that's our friend yes (laughs)
1: and I through her Mm -hmm. I'm able to make more connections out in the community and that group of lovely folks that work together yes and I donate time and different things like that and Mm -hmm. like I said try to make a friend and if the opportunity presents itself to share a good word with them I will but I I don't go out Prostas, yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you're just yeah. getting out there on the soapbox preaching and stuff like door. that. Yeah. No, yeah. I hope I said the word right. Yeah, you did.
0: You did. <laughs> yeah.
1: Prostheticize. Yes, yes. Anyway, I take that time and opportunity to go out there and, and meet some people and stuff like that. And sometimes give donations and different things mm. like that, but I think it's Making a friend first. Mm,
0: Making a friend first.
1: Building a relationship or giving somebody encouraging word, or a a smile or something like that. Because Mm. another thing, you you have to see people not as where they're at but Mm. where they can be if you're a part of their life. Wow. You know, that's, you gotta see where they can big. be. And so you mm. gotta see a vision in them. Wow. And yeah. That's challenging for most because if we see somebody just in on the street and like that You're gonna pass them over most people. Probably gonna pass them over because yeah. you can't see what they can be. Mm. And every case is not the same. Very true. Very but true. Even like we say on on our podcast, yeah, hey, yeah. if am I helping at least one person, I'm doing wow. what Wow. What he called me. What do. you're
0: supposed to do. Now let's talk a little bit about silver cup investments. Uh, mm-hmm. When did that get started, and exactly what is silver cup investments different than what you just mentioned, or mm-hmm. what was the what was the, the story behind that?
1: Okay, that's. I'm glad <laughs> you brought that up. But silver cup investments is. Like my dad before. Okay. Who moved up here during the I wanna say the migration in the fifties, right? Yeah,
0: like, yeah.
1: To where we know it's Forest Park, but we called it a heel back then or back whatever. Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's uh, changed
0: name now yeah. It <laughs> doesn't change,
1: but it's Forest Park it's, community, yeah. which is good. Because yeah, yeah. the heel has like a bad connotation to it.
0: It does. Because yeah.
1: of what went on during that time era. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. has changed. Yeah. And it has changed residence wise also. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm glad you mentioned that because my dad, when he moved there, he was a carpenter by trade. Mm. And that, I'm going to give you another story. He didn't go to carpentry school. He he was born in 1929. Okay. And his dad died when he was four years old. Wow. So he never really got to know his dad. Mm, wow. But his mother, single mom raised him and his brothers, my aunts and uncles, mm. during the Depression time. Wow. So... It wasn't any social services where they were at at the time until after FDR came in. Yeah. For those who may be right. familiar with that. Right.
0: Right. But well,
1: anyway, being disconnected, didn't know all the benefits was there. But mm-hmm. anyway, they survived and made it. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: because they were a brothers keeper then, like we talked right. about earlier, they helped each other they out because everybody out. was poor in the same situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as he became a teenager, it mm-hmm. was a old white guy in the neighborhood who actually was a carpenter. And he would go down there and offer to help. Hmm. And the guy showed him a few things. Mm-hmm. And even people that knew him then told him, they said, why are you going out there? He's got you doing all the work. He said, because I'm learning a trade. He said, I'm not just down there helping him. I'm learning something. Hmm. So he learned enough, him and my uncle, Wilbert. Mm-hmm. My dad was William T. Alexander. My uncle was Wilbur Alexander. Okay. For those yeah. who may know. Yeah, yeah. Well, my father learned to trade, how to build houses, and them two together went home and built their mama house. Wow. So without the knowledge, mm. you can have the strength and the will, but you got to have knowledge. You got to have knowledge. okay. You got to have knowledge. So mm-hmm. they built them a house. So when they eventually moved up here to the hill, there wasn't a lot of places up mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So what he used to do was go around. Help people build their houses because a lot of people moving up, staying in people's mm. basements till the oh, house was ready. Wow. And then they would build, he'd go to work at GF mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. here on Broadway, and yeah. he'd come on and he would work on houses and put roofs on for people. He helped lay the block for Mount Moriah Baptist Church up there. Wow. His name is on the cornerstone wow. of the rock, that's William T. Wow. Wow. So anyway, wow, that's interesting. Alexander. Wow, So anyway, as we journey down his life here, and mm. I'll get to this where mm-hmm. it comes, ties me in, well, as he continued to build all these houses, different ones out there and stuff like that, well, mm-hmm. of course you build one and rent one yourself and start doing a little property stuff right. like that. So when I became of age, I bought one of his houses that he had was rental houses, mm-hmm. and and I started doing the same thing, renting houses out like that. Mm-hmm. And as I continued on, that's mm-hmm. been probably uh, in 1999, about 20 some oh, years ago okay. where I started. Okay. But okay. here's how Silver Cup came about. Hmm. I don't know if you remember the story in the Bible with Joseph, yes. Joseph, who was uh, at this time we we passed the part where he's done been in the pit. Okay. We passed the part to where he was in Potiphar's house and men in prison, okay. and different okay. things like this. Now he is second in command. Mm. And for those who I'm not going, we don't have time yeah, to go yeah. through the whole story. Yeah, yeah. Look it up in Genesis mm-hmm. and read the story on Joseph. Mm. And Joseph, he was a dreamer. Yeah, yeah, that's Joseph true. was a dreamer. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he, he got in trouble with his brothers because he he's told him dream. his dream too soon. <laughs> yeah. And they got jealous. Yeah, that's but true. But he he's a dreamer. Hmm. So with that separation that they had, mm-hmm. at this point in time in the story, he is second in command and they come in for need of food.
0: Yeah. Because yeah.
1: there's a famine in the land, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And he realized who they were, but they didn't recognize him because guess what? He, he had been away from them so long till he had changed. Yeah, and we know from maybe yeah. from history books how the Egyptians dressed and changed how and, they looked. and makeup. And they, they yeah. well they didn't recognize who he was, mm. but he knew who they were, mm. and he knew he was connected to them. And he gave them more than what they even paid for because he wanted to make sure that they had what they needed. Mm. So, wow. but he went to one of his servants and told him to put a silver cup in one of the saddles of the burrows of Benjamin, the Benjamin I think the, it was yeah it was, Benjamin of his baby brother because they, yeah, okay. they told him you need to bring him back oh, here yeah, yeah. in order for you to go back home yeah. you need yeah. to promise to bring him back mm-hmm. but anyway mm. he put a silver cup in there mm. and when I look at that story I started thinking about you know silver cup silver cup he took that symbol or that silver cup he took that symbol and he used that as a tool to reunite his family because he had some of them had to stay in order to be for ransom for to make sure the others came back. Mm-hmm. But that little silver cup is what built his family back together. That started that. Wow. Because eventually he eventually told them who he was. They cried together in this, yeah. that and this and yeah. And then we know what happened from right. there. Yeah. So I look at this name of wow. Silver Cup. I started mm-hmm. in 2016. I was already renting the house. No, I decided to that's make it to make it into a business. No more a hobby of this, that, and the other. I'm going have uh separate checking accounts i'm gonna have separate assets Mm -hmm. location i'm gonna have all Mm the stuff it's not gonna be tied into with me and and so i started buying a few places like that a couple of two units and so on okay and that is basically where silver cup started at and so now i use this Silver Cup to produce Like I said The podcast Different things like that Because I'm what I'm investing my brothers On that show Right DJ Cornerstone And Dr. William Sullivan Senior Yeah yeah. Because them guys By themselves They were already doing YouTube stuff And different Mm. things They had their own stuff Mm. Until But me and DJ Cornerstone Works together In the oil business Yeah, Yeah And We was just out there Talking I said well Hey what if we all Got together And did something And tried to help each other out right 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 and then three is better than one okay and you continue okay. to do your thing mm-hmm. you continue to do your thing but then we come together we do one a collaborative thing right 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 you know and that's what we started doing and, and like I said we've been doing now going on two years. Now let's talk a little bit
0: about that. Cause um I know that they're remote, right? One of the, uh, the, the, the host. Yeah. But then let's talk about the podcast a little bit. Okay. Usually you're together or in the mm-hmm. same area, but let's talk about the locations and you know how that works. And our good friend, Brian, we shout out to him. Yes. That, um, <laughs> Big hand, that, uh, to Brian. Big yeah. Half, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, how does that work with you guys, you know, working together? Cause you have the same mind and you all have fun mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So what is the theme of the podcast that you, well, that you guys do?
1: Through leadership, we mm-hmm. deal with inspiration. From a leadership perspective, with inspiration, mm-hmm. redemption. And then we talk about some creative arts. Okay. As okay. far as dancing, football yeah. dancing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. see, how we bring all those things together is... Well, Dr William Sullivan got a doctorate in theology he's been okay. pastoring for maybe 20 plus years in Chattanooga Tennessee mm. and so weeks zoom him in okay.
0: okay and
1: he comes here once a year probably in December okay hopefully he'll make it up this year also okay and like I said DJ Cornerstone he's here in town mm. but see DJ it, like I said remember I said we had yeah. three separate things C- yeah he got one where he interviews on his own a YouTube channel okay all kind of footworker dancing oh my. All over the world. Mm. When I say all over, he have interviewed people in Switzerland, Africa, as well as oh Chicago, gosh. Dalton. All is turned out. Footwork is bigger and more popular than people think, think but it hasn't quote unquote hit the mainstream as footworking itself, mm. because it started like with brick dancing in the eighties, and when used oh. to dance around, and then it went to spinning and all that stuff. But okay. see, they just do it with the feet. That's oh. all they use is their feet.
0: Oh, okay, okay, and wow. And so he
1: brings that creator's perspective. From a person who, guess what, didn't grow up in church because mm. we we are a Christian show. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So we have our Christian perspectives, exactly. but we just don't stay there. We talk about real stuff.
0: Real stuff. Yeah,
1: and sometimes yeah. some taboo stuff.
0: Yeah, but yeah.
1: He brings that creative side. I'm just kind of like just monitoring bridging, and, the gap, and bridging, bridging the gap, gap between yeah. the two yeah. and then doc like i said being a pastor mm. if we go too far out there he can give us perspective from in. a leadership pastor mm. and reel it back in so that we not only talk to them about mm. the different subject matter but we offer maybe a christian uh, perspective. perspective in the end when we call that segment there it is mm. and then he kind of bridges that wow. and so he, he 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 handles that and that's how all of us th- three Function in, in that in, part
0: in that entity, you know, another thing I want to talk to you about because I know you've been a field mechanic for a number of years mm-hmm. and things like that um, in working in different various assignments. We talked a little earlier and offline about um, AI technology and how things are changing, things mm-hmm. are advancing. Um, you know, we talk about the Jetsons, you know, the cartoon. <laughs> <You're how right. laughs> things are Star Trek. How they were holding phones in their hand and mm-hmm. and uh, they were holding things in their hand and talking to it like, oh, that's crazy. We don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. How in your field, in your industry, um, talking about AI and how it's taking over. In the lives of people, and, mm-hmm. in our lives, you know, everybody says it's for the better, but how do you see that affecting your particular industry um, in the in the oil refinery business and in the, you know, the various jobs? I mean, you're talking about scaffolding a robot. If they can get a robot to do that type mm-hmm. of thing, you know, there's no danger. There's, you know, mm-hmm. those types of things. but repair, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I imagine uh, there's there's robots literally assemb- on the assembly line mm-hmm. assembling things. So how do you see the AI technology and that type of thing, mm-hmm. robots within your industry? Because people are kind of being phased out
1: because, mm-hmm.
0: you know, robots can do it quicker. You know, AI is correcting us in so mm-hmm. many ways. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, from one perspective, mm-hmm. as far as like the AI, when we're talking about, like mm-hmm. you said, how... uh when you're writing letters or mails or different orders, stuff like that, wow. how that can help correct your writing stuff so you have a more professional email and different things like that. But we also mentioned how, as time goes on, AI mm. and ChatGPT gpt and all those different things. It's amazing. Even though we used to put the information into computers, And then they give us a solution. Mm -hmm. Those things studying us, giving (laughs) us the solutions before we ask for them because they're they're watching how we do things. Mm. And... What can possibly happen, I'm I'm not the guru on this, but what can mm. possibly happen is when you're sitting down ordering material and parts and different things like that, yeah. It can tell you, okay, you this is what you did on this last job. Mm. This is the parts you ordered, do you need this list again? And, and instead of you going to search for it, wow. it brings it to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: if it's doing that, you're allowed to do the work faster with less people. Mm. Now, when you say scaffolding, certain things it's gonna be hands on no matter what.
0: Yeah. Because yeah.
1: it requires the connection and the, the scaling right, and all those right, different things right, like that. Right. So it's gonna require that no matter what. So that's mm-hmm. one area. Mm-hmm. But the future of the oil industry or mm-hmm. all those different things. Technology. well technology for a perspective is like this. The ones that have the chemical plants and different things like mm-hmm. that. Because when you when you basically look at oil refining all the stuff, it's really a transfer of mon- mon- molecules from one state to, to another.
0: To another, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, if you're doing that no matter if it's oil, plastics, polyurethanes whatever or whatever it is, yeah. stuff, well, those polyurethanes create plastic parts and different things that go into what? These electric vehicles. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that you still gonna have a part in. Mm. You know, you may not have as much part in as far as oil and gas and stuff yeah, because of the yeah. batteries, but yeah. if you're making the plastics that still make it, you still gotta be involved. Mm. So, that is probably the, the the direction it may be going, because even if you look at with everybody buying electric cars and different things like that, as they mm-hmm. continue to grow, okay, right, right. it's going to phase out some of the gas vehicles, but they're never going away. Wow, wow, they're never going away. Not mm. not in my lifetime. Let's wow. put it like that. Yeah, yeah. Because eventually, everybody can't buy electric vehicles. Unless they eventually do it like they did with the Model T, make it cheap yeah. enough for everybody, everybody to buy to get one. It. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's yeah.
1: that's a little farther down the road down the right road, now.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they got to get trucks and got to get everything. It's they, expensive to do right. it with, with diesel and trucks and things. And you
1: got a lot of companies experimenting with gas, not, mm. not natural gas. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: running their vehicles and stuff like that. But mm. like I said, that's how, that's how I see technology changing,
0: right? Right. And
1: in, in the industry, as far as us is. Like I said, even though you're not making gas powered vehicles, guess what you make electric vehicles? Somebody still gotta make that plastic and refine it to wow. get it to those those manufacturers or vendors to mm. form it and and make
0: it It's the times and days That we're in now is, mm-hmm. is, is, is a, It's a it's a different time mm-hmm. It's a different age And I think that We just have to Kind of prepare ourselves For the next You know mm-hmm. Like they said After the pandemic um, We're not going to go back To the normal This is our new normal That's and, right And that's what it is With technology That's what it is With change That's what it is With you know A lot of different industries When um, you mentioned Investing in people mm-hmm. That's our key Right now It's yes. investing in people And so I just want to Really commend you For being a heart center messenger because mm-hmm. you're a person that is investing in people you're very boots on the ground knowing mm-hmm. what's going on knowing what's happening um, trying to help others like I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier as far as being involved in the um in the in that particular campaign political campaign you're there seeing what you can do how you can support and mm-hmm. so I really you know commend you take my hat off to you because um, like I said as a brother you out there you know what I'm saying you out there you know in the church you're out Thank there you. you're out there as being your brother's keeper and we need more individuals like that you know mm-hmm. folks we've been talking Talking to Mr. Michael Alexander today, um, he is a person that is out there, boots on the ground, making a difference with people who make a difference that want to make a difference, and it's really important. Uh, Michael, how can people um, get in contact with you to hear the podcast, um, to get in contact with you to be a guest on their show, or just to find out more about the Silver Cup? Because I love that idea mm-hmm. and <laughs> that the Silver Cup <laughs> Investments. How can they get a hold of you?
1: Well, as far as the podcast, mm-hmm. you can go to Mike. D-J-and-Doc.com. Okay. Mike D-J-and-Doc.com. Okay. And that way you, we get all the information from you from whatever case you may be. Or you can go to our Facebook page. Same thing, Mike D-J-and-Doc.com. Okay. I mean, uh, Facebook page, Mike D-J-and-Doc.
0: Okay. And now what about the Silver Cup Investments? How would they get a hold of you for that? Because that's an awesome organization.
1: Well, uh, you have to call me directly on that one. That's 815- and uh, you can go to SilverCupInvestments.com, that's our website.
0: Okay. I want to thank you for being our special guest today, Mr. Alexander. Uh, folks, if you have not heard this entire broadcast, I want you to visit our website at www.roadthenumber2eternity.net. Mr. Alexander's information will be on there um, about the Silver Cup investments. Um, he's an awesome person. I'm just, it's another brother. I got another brother, and I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy about too. that. I'm so excited that he was with us in studio today. I want you to call a friend, let someone else know, subscribe to this podcast. We're here to talking to people that are using their gifts to make a difference. I want you to remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.